Blog Talk Radio. But Obama wants to own the word fair and the phrase middle class. And yet, who has done more destruction to working people in this country than Obama? Why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up, for the most part, of the nation's losers? Free enterprise can do a better job of producing the things that people need than government can. Less government and less taxes and more freedom for the people. Iran, Cuba... Venezuela, these countries are tiny compared to the Soviet Union. Bring myself in the American flag, never give up the freedom my pop fought for us to have, never give it back. Same with the gas, you can never take that, never take that. On this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! 
not lead. To suffer, not prosper. To despair, not dream. I'd start with energy. I'd cut off America's supply of cheap, abundant energy. I couldn't take it by force. So I'd make Americans feel guilty about using the energy that heats their homes, fuels their cars, runs their businesses, and powers their economy. I'd make cheap energy expensive, so that expensive energy would seem cheap. I would empower unelected bureaucrats to all but outlaw America's most abundant sources of energy. After banning its use in America, I'd make it illegal for American companies to ship it overseas. If I wanted America to fail, I'd use their schools to teach one generation of Americans that their factories and their cars will cause a new ice age. And I'd muster a straight face so I could teach the next generation that they're causing global warming. When it's cold out, I'd call it climate change instead. I'd imply that America's cities and factories could run on wind power and wishes. I'd teach children how to ignore the hypocrisy of condemning logging, mining, and farming while having roofs over their heads heat in their homes and food on their tables. I would never teach children that the free market is the only force in human history to uplift the poor, establish the middle class, and create lasting prosperity. Instead, I demonize prosperity itself so that they will not miss what they will never have. If I wanted America to fail, I would create countless new regulations and seldom cancel old ones that would be so complicated that only bureaucrats, lawyers, and lobbyists could understand them. That way, small businesses with big ideas wouldn't stand a chance. And I would never have to worry about another Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, or Steve Jobs. I would ridicule as flat earthers those who urge them to lower energy costs by increasing supply. And when the evangelists of common sense try to remind people about the laws of supply and demand, I'd enlist a sympathetic media to drown them out. If I wanted America to fail, I would empower unaccountable bureaucracy seated in a distant capital to bully Americans out of their dreams and their property rights. I'd send federal agents to raid guitar factories for using the wrong kind of wood. I'd force homeowners to tear down their own homes built on their own land. I'd make it almost impossible for farmers to farm, miners to mine, loggers to log, and builders to build. Because I don't believe in free markets, I'd invent false ones. I devise fictitious products like carbon credits and trade them in imaginary markets. I convince people that this would create jobs and be good for the economy. If I wanted America to fail, for every concern I'd invent a crisis, and for every crisis I'd invent a cause, like shutting down entire industries and killing tens of thousands of jobs in the name of saving spotted owls. And when everyone learned the stunning irony, that the owls were victims of their larger cousins and not people. It would already be decades too late. If I wanted America to fail, I'd make it easier to stop commerce than to start it, easier to kill jobs than create them, more fashionable to resent success than to seek it. When industries seek to create jobs, I'd file lawsuits to stop them, and then I'd make taxpayers pay for my lawyers. If I wanted America to fail, I would transform the environmental agenda from a document of conservation to an economic suicide pact. I would concede entire industries to our economic rivals by imposing regulations that cost trillions. I would celebrate those who preach environmental austerity in public while indulging a lavish lifestyle in private. I convince Americans that Europe has it right. 
and that America has it wrong. If I wanted America to fail, I would prey on the goodness and the decency of ordinary Americans. I would only need to convince them that all of this is for the greater good. If I wanted America to fail, I, I suppose I wouldn't change a thing. Good evening, folks. Welcome to another fun-filled and informative hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Let's get right down to it. Today's date, an astounding May 2nd, 2012, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. I'm your host, once again, Dr. C. Robert Jones. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Who's Barack Obama? (laughs) Who? We've been asking this question. He's like the thin man. Nobody knows who he is, and indeed he is the thin man. Some call him that. But who is he? Never in our nation's history have we employed a chief executive, commander-in-chief, president of the United States that we know so little about. But dig it. It was about hope. It was about change. And the fine print be damned. And like my once good friend Tom Joyner once said said recently, let's not deal with the facts right now. Let's just deal with our blackness and our pride. Let's let's not deal with the facts. Obama uses the word I so many times, you would think he thought of himself as some sort of a godlike figure. And I know a lot of you have already seen the ad that Obama has out where he's talking about I killed bin Laden. I, I, I. Osama bin Laden has been killed. There'll be no parades. They've already gone back into the shadows without the outside world even knowing their names. I can report I directed Leon Panetta. I was briefed. I met repeatedly. I determined at my direction. I called President Zardari. I was commander-in-chief. We don't need to spike the football. I said that I'd go after Bin Laden if we had a clear shot at him, and I did. Suppose the Navy SEALs had gone in there. Suppose they'd been captured or killed. The downside would have been horrible for us. But it turned into a campaign ad. It's one of the most despicable things you can do. said that I'd go after Bin Laden if we had a clear shot at him. And I did. I did. I did. I did. He said he'd go after Bin Laden if we had a clear shot at him. Does anybody listening to the sound of my melodious voice 
believe that Barack Hussein Obama ever took a shot at anything? Does anybody even think that the man can do a single push-up? I, I, I. And what did Bill Clinton say in that piece? If one of the warriors, one of the SEALs had been shot or captured, it would have been disastrous for Obama. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. At the very least, had Obama ever been a warrior, this ad would have made a little bit of sense. I said that I would take him out if we had a clean shot at him. Mr. Obama, if you're listening to me, you didn't do shit. Plain and simple. You made a decision that any other president would have made all the way going back to George Washington. And it was an easy decision to make. Because if you had not made it, it would have been even worse. The hard choices were when the warriors went in and risked their lives at your command. Mr. Obama, you are a pussy. That's what you are. I mean... This is not a PG-rated show. I'm going to call it like like it is. Mr. Obama, I've seen men like you time and time and time again. You're a chump. And it's no wonder that even Ariana Huffington is calling you out for the despicable piece of crap that you are. And that's all I want to say about that. What a punk to talk about I. I. I did this. I did that. It's a disgrace. Not a single push-up, no blood, no sweat, no tears except there's tears you'll be crying when you have to pack your shit and get out of the people's house. Damn. And despite the life and death issues at stake, the Obama campaign has begun a re-election effort based largely largely on Rule 5 of Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Rule number five. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. It's hard to counterattack ridicule. And the reason is simple. Personal attacks and mockery work so well in reducing Sarah Palin to a negative caricature that any formidable opponent now automatically receives the, quote, Palin treatment, end quote, from the Obama camp. And, of course, it's obedient media. And I know all about this. Now, ideally, the two campaigns would agree to avoid such attacks. 
yet it's already too late. The Obama team is eagerly collecting Romney's alleged gaffes and has begun to run a greatest hits video that includes Romney's out-of-context half-sentences. Quote, I'm not concerned about the very poor. End quote. They also plan to highlight the most damaging moments of the GOP debates, of course. You know they're going to do that. But you know what? The ridicule began before Romney clinched the nomination, and it's going to get a lot worse. Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Ridicule. But will it work? Will it work? And does anybody remember Hillary Clinton's warning about Obama's secret promise to a foreign government? Yeah. In a um, a virtually forgotten scandal of 2008, the Obama campaign got caught promising Canadian officials the opposite of what he was pledging to primary voters. Hillary Hillary Clinton tried in vain to warn Americans about this revealing instance of duplicity that would be repeated in Obama's overhead overheard whispered uh, promise to Russian president uh, president uh, Mugabe. These revelations also shine a troubling new light on a similarly reported assurance to the Palestinians to sit tight, sit tight until after the election. Not the first time a secret promise on Mideast policy has been alleged. And now, today, Israel is on high alert, calling up reserve battalions and heading for the border. Does anybody doubt that World War III is on its way and we have a clown and a coward at the helm? Does this concern anybody? Understand this, folks. If if Israel is attacked, if Israel is attacked this summer, we will have World War III. Obama will have no choice but to either get into the fight or reveal himself for all the world to see who he and what he really is. So stay tuned. Israel is on alert. And there's a reason for that. Now, 
We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Conservative prime time pops with excitement start to finish as callers argue passionately their point. Jermaine and Cool Mike host this sizzling two-hour cage match while keeping the show just this side of sanity. Dangling over the edge, Conservative Primetime is one of our most popular shows. You can listen, or, if you're brave enough, call in and make your point. If you think you can debate today's political discourse, call Conservative Primetime, weeknights at 1130 on the Wildwood Radio Network. Please join the hit squad of dynamic radio hosts on Internet Talk Radio. Starting at 8 p.m., listen to The Situation Report with Dr. C. Robert Jones of Gojo Media. Doc Jones is a retired Marine officer and holds a Ph.D. in history. Come check out his show weeknights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. From there, stay on board with the 2020 Network. Alternating between G-Ski Rocks and his show, Live and Direct, and David Graham of Stay Mad Radio. Taking you to bedtime with wit and wisdom and class and clarity. Join this nightly tea party family and bring your friends. Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. What to do, 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 do on Friday. Well, keep your internet radio routine with Tesla's great show, Socialism is Not an Option. The Roundtable Roundup Edition, where you can call in and vent your frustrations from the week. It's an open line discussion where other radio hosts and listeners call in and let us know what's on their mind every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Robert Jones sit rep. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Remember, we've got 2020 Radio Network uh, with my main man, G Ski Rocks, coming up next. Uh, dig his show. It is going to be great. And he's got some very important guests coming on. I'm sure that you're going to love it. If I wanted America to fail, the folks behind that video are going to be on his show. And if you don't get a chance to listen to the to his show tonight, go ahead and catch it up on the archives, just like you do my show. Oh, and by the way, before we get back into the swing of things tonight, I am closing in, thanks to you, my loyal listeners, my good friends, and folks I bribed, cheated, and threatened to get me to the point where I'm just a couple of hundred listens away from the hundred thousand listen mark <laughs> yeah baby thank you so much you know i remember when i got to 200 listens and i remember as being like thrilled when i got to a thousand listens a thousand i i was just i went around telling folks wow i've got a thousand listens on my on my show and now, 
just a few short months later, I'm closing in on 100,000 listens. So thank you all very much for that. I do appreciate it, and I appreciate you, everyone, participating in the show. we got a caller uh, listening to the show. I'm not sure if the caller wants to be on the air or not. There's no indication of that at this time. So we'll just go ahead and continue on until such time as I see the little symbol there suggesting that they'd like to uh, participate in the dialogue rather than listen. America has had 43 presidents, 43, but only a handful of them are considered truly great presidents. First, of course, is the humble general and commander-in-chief of the Continental Army, George Washington, and certainly right behind him is Abraham Lincoln, who saved the Union and whose actions led to the abolishment of slavery. Then there are the well, there was the, the foundational figurehead, Thomas Jefferson, who wrote the Declaration of Independence and who uh, doubled the size of the country. A surprising wartime leader named Harry Truman, whose bold decision brought the end of World War II. And of course, the incomparable Ronald Reagan, communism buster and Cold War victor. Now, though, After three years, a new name has emerged. A new name is being bandied about as a possible addition to the short list of presidential notables. That name, of course, is Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Recently, while campaigning, for her husband's re-election in Omaha, Nebraska, of, no, of, of all places, which he's liable to get maybe two or three votes, Michelle Obama declared, and I quote, we made history, end quote. After less than one term, it might seem a bit, just a wee bit premature to claim historical preeminence but truth is by being identified as American's first African American biracial president Obama has indeed made history of that no one will deny but in addition to his initial achievement of what um, surmounting racial prejudice according to his wife Michelle though In less than one term, not only has the president led America, quote, out of the darkness, end quote. Oh, no, 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 wait. Um, No, 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 that's not the right quote. Out of the darkness and into the light, end quote. But his pioneering leadership, his leadership has also catapulted him into the realm of presidential greatness. Leadership, you say? Ha, 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 Oh, how we laugh. Yes, leadership. Does a leader brag about killing another man? Does a leader brag about killing another man even as despicable as Osama bin Laden has been when Barack Obama sat safely in his bunker in the White House, while the real heroes, the real leaders, the operators, 
went out and took care of business, while Obama claims credit. Rarely do military men speak out against their commander-in-chief, but we'd have Navy SEALs, Navy SEALs second only to the lowest private in the United States Marine Corps because we are the greatest warriors of all time. Navy SEALs come in a close second. Navy SEALs speaking out against the President of the United States, active duty and former. Now, I'm not going to suggest to anybody that you don't really want to get a Navy SEAL pissed off at you. Even if you're the President of the United States, I won't go there. But you might tread lightly. Just a, just, just lightly. You might want to show a little bit of respect for some of the greatest warriors of all time, some of the bravest, strongest, some of the best damn Americans. Show a little respect. Mr. President, you didn't do shit. You didn't do a damn thing. You put your thumb up. You gave the go-ahead. You were safe in your little bunker. Let me make it perfectly clear. But Michelle Obama, oddly enough, when backing up her making history claim, the First Lady chose not to cite Obama's economic, foreign policy, social policy endeavors. Instead, the First Lady focused her attention on Obama's $950 billion signature legislation, the Affordable Health Care of America Act, which is set to be overturned in short order probably sometime next month. Expounding upon the President's signature achievement, Michelle Obama said, Two years ago, we made history together by finally passing health reform. And because we passed this law, insurance companies will now have to cover basic preventive care. Things like perennial care or prenatal care, mammograms, contraception, at no extra cost. You ugly witch. You hideous monstrosity of a woman. There is an extra cost. Oh, yeah. There's an extra cost, lady. <laughs> what a dumbass. It's no wonder she was forced to, quote, voluntarily surrender her law license along with her her dumbass husband, Mr. Obama Jr., because of their shenanigans with the Illinois Bar Association. Mr. Obama, lying on an application, was asked to surrender his license. Michelle, because she's pretty much corrupt, was asked to surrender her license. These people are dumb as a box of rocks. You know, when Hillary Clinton and and her husband Bill came to Washington, D.C. while I was stationed there, when they first became uh, their first day in office, they were labeled the Beverly Hillbillies come to Washington. Obama and her husband, what are they labeled as? The corrupt, moronic idiots come to Washington. We're going to go ahead right now and take our call. 
Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Dr. Jones, what side of the bed did you get up this morning? Uh, there's only one side because uh, the one of you know, not got, the right side. No, 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 not the right side. No, not the right. Well, let me see here. No, because I was sleeping on the couch in here in my home uh-huh. office, and uh, um, there's only one side to get up, get get off of, and that's like on the left. So there's the left well, side. Well, well, I don't know nothing about you, but we had, sleeping in your home office. Did the missus put you out? I mean, you, you talk about yeah, yeah. You can laugh, my brother, but you know you're an ex-military man. Where's your patriotism? Hold on, hold and, on. And now. Wait, I mean, you're building a. I'm not you're an ex. No, 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 wait a minute now. I'm not an ex. I'm, 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 still are. Yeah, still am. Well, I tell you, you sure shooting bullets. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, I mean, I respect a person for who they are mm-hmm. until they person. Do you personally know? Uh, uh, Yes, I, I can't say I know him. Hell, does mm-hmm. anybody know anybody? But yeah, I met the man. I shook his hand. It limp, like a like a like a homo's. Well, I tell you one thing, my brother. And, brother, and, what, and wait a minute. Now, what is a what is a man? A man is his handshake. A man is his handshake, but a man is also out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you're speaking nothing but hate, my brother. Oh, I don't listen, hate him. Listen, I just listen. don't like him a lot, but I don't hate him. Don't I understand say that. that. Uh, well, but you, but you, but you have hate mixed in your conversation. Oh no! It's, you it's, called it's, his wife. You called his wife everything but a monster. She's no, I called her. I called her butt ass ugly. Come on, she is. It's just well, my. I tell you one thing. I, I tell you, I bet he's not sleeping on the couch in his office, the <laughs> Oval Office. I was. I mean, I'm, you know, my my girl works. Uh, you know, she she's working like uh, a shift work. You know, she's she, she works for Kendall. Yeah. And she yeah. Some, she's then, working, you know, you know. And then and then and then, what do you think about uh, the predecessors? And who? All of them. Yeah, all yeah, of them. You 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 said yourself that he's the first African American biracial president, and really, I I commend you on that because that is correct. That is correct. He's not black. He is well, a true African American, and he's biracial. Well, but the first point of, of all, it is, wait, wait a minute there now. was a long list of predecessors before him, and I haven't heard you say anything detrimental to their administrations. Well, we're not talking about them today, and 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 let's clear well, this African American. Let's clear this African American thing up. There is no such thing as an African American. The Africa is Africa, as my main man Timos uh, set out for us a couple of weeks ago. Africa is a continent, not a country. And let me ask you this: What? And, and Timon asked this question too. If a white person who was born in Africa comes to America, is he an African American too? First of all, let me let me uh, answer your question. Mm-hmm. There is a such thing as an African American. An African oh. who happened to be born in America, which I am. How Africa are you African? simply Africa simply is just a geographical connection of a heritage. As a matter of fact, if you want to look in terms of mankind, the cradle of civilization, we all come from Africa, my brother. Okay, so come then everybody, so then everybody's an African American then. Is that right? No, 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 no you, not everybody, because everybody don't live in America. Wait a minute now, it, you everybody said don't live in America. I okay. said that the. Cradle of civilization You're absolutely right, and I agree with you. So that means that everybody here in America is an African American. That's All not correct. All Americans are African American. Well, since America, is, 
Wait a minute now. You said that everybody, everybody doesn't live in America. You're right, and I agree right. with you. So not everybody can be an African-American. But since it, we all originated from Africa, which I agree with you on, that means Africa. that every person who lives here in America, who is an American citizen, because we all hail from Africa, Africa being the cradle of civilization, yes. then white folks are African-Americans. Mm-hmm. Hispanics are African Americans. We're all African American, right? If you look, if you look at it from that perspective, in terms of the the population makeup, and in a sense, the the world has come here to America. That would be correct. Okay, then we're then all we're African Americans. But, but 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 the po- politically correct, it 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 refers to a a race of people. But what? No, what you no. Say Wait, wait, wait a minute now. Wait, how, wait how old now, are you? How old are you? I'm older. Than, I'm older than probably be your father. No, oh, no, really. How old are you? I'm 58. All right, I'm 50. So that means that both you and I, both you and I, were born in a time when we were Negro, and then we were what? Black? No, it was colored Negro. Colored? No, no, it was. And, it was. Yeah. It was it, Colored Negro, black, black. and now we're African American. So colored just, Negro, black, African. So wait a minute now. During mm-hmm. during during our fifty years on this planet, me and you, mm-hmm. we have been four different ethnic groups so far. No. How oh, embarrassing. Are you embarrassed by that? No, I'm not embarrassed by that because I, that is what that's what Europe centric individuals they they uh, uh uh passed off as our Geographical heritage. No, no, no. Section. We, we were, we're the ones. Labeled Africans, they were called colors under apartheid. We were the ones who named ourselves black because Negro or, or Negro uh, means black in Spanish. So yes. It, yes. We, yes, it we, we decided that we were not going to be Negroes anymore. I don't know who well, the hell decided that, but then so then we decided so we're well, black. That was good. That was good. So we black for what, just, about twenty years. But what and century are you in, my brother? We're in the 21st century. No, it's I'm, nothing but just a geographical century. connection. I'm in the same I, century. I've, I've been, I've, I've traveled all up East Africa, West Africa, okay. South Africa. It's just a geographical connection. Yes, I am no, a citizen of the United States. I oh, am an African who happened to be born in America. But in terms of the way you put it, you misconstrued. You're more Eurocentric in your perspective and your 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 Rush Limbaugh mentality that you're a disgrace to, I oh, guess, to your race. Come on, you're not an you're. I'm no more an African than you are. Oh, you're come not. On. No. What is your what is your what is your what is your ethnicity? Well, um, first of all, my mom is uh, Puerto Rican, Hispanic. My okay. dad's dad's black, and okay. the, and and in, even dad's in my black? Hey, wait and now even in dad's, even what in my dad's, you ask the Puerto question, Rico? you ask the question. Even in my dad's my dad's heritage. No, listen. Let me answer your. Let me ask you a question. Even in my dad's heritage, there were a few wops in the woodpile. So I've mm-hmm. got um, I've got some Celtic folks. I've got some Scottish folks, mm-hmm. and some black folks. My point here is that I am so far. My bloodline has been so far so much diluted that I can't claim. I will not. I will honestly not claim to be African anything because to claiming to be African, I'd have to claim to be Hispanic. I'd have Brother, to. Claim 
to be uh, 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 Scottish. So I'm just going to go ahead and narrow it all down for everybody and just be American. No, 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 because if you understand, see, that that really shows me right there that that how misconstrued you are in your thinking. First of all, your father and and your and your mother's heritage makes you a person of color, a person of color. Okay, that's one thing. America original inhabitants were people of color. They're called Native Americans. America's original sin is that America was established as a white society upon the near genocide of one race and the enslavement and kidnap of another race. Oh. That is fact, brother. Oh, come on, man. Get, no, get, come get, on, get. nothing. You, <laughs> were you on the Mayflower? <laughs> come on now. There you have been sleeping on the couch. It's time to get off. Come on, man. You got to be No, no, me. you come on, Dr. Jones. Come on, Dr. Jones. I've been hearing this 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 talk for, for forever. Are you full time in this? No, what, in this? What, I, what I'm what I am telling you I'm is coming, I'm no, coming in your front I'm, yard I'm, now. I'm being honest. I'm, with you. I'm being honest. Uh, come on now, I'm being honest with you right now. Okay. Uh, you know, you are absolutely right. We in in this in this regard, everyone. It has been proven scientifically that Africa was the cradle of civilization. Right. I agree with that. But as my ancestors, and I do have ancestors who you know brought over through slavery and that, I mean, I, I'm a historian. I'm a genealogist. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm being honest with you. You're not but, a doctor for nothing. But once we got here, my bloodline was thinned mm-hmm. out to the point where I've got Hispanic, Spain, mm-hmm. from Spain. Mm-hmm. I've got African heritage in there. Mm-hmm. I've got some white folks in there, some mm-hmm. Europeans mixed in that bloodline, right? So I've got three different, at least three different uh, bloodlines there. My mom is from Spain. She's not uh, mixed with anything uh, of color, like like a lot of Puerto Ricans you see. She's actually mm-hmm. from Spain. So we've got that thing going on. We've got the 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 black man, and then we've got... Those white folks who are in the pictures, those old pictures, we've got those white folks. So now we've got all those folks mixed in there. If I claim to be African, I'm just telling all those other people that Africa is dominating here, that none of I mean, the it, other heritage means anything. It is the cradle. I mean, it, oh, it's where on. we started. Come on. It's I'm, where it first started. I mean, that's, that's a fact. You are no more African than I am. And well, Frankly, you visited Africa many times, you said, right? I've lived in Africa, yes. You've lived in Africa. It's, it's yes. to my knowledge, I've visited Africa many times too, Ghana to be specific. Yes, and Ghana. And it's understanding that in Ghana and other parts of Africa that Africans take umbrage to black folks labeling themselves African. Do you not find that to be true? Well, first of all, Africans... The indigenous Africans in the continent of Africa, they participated in in in, in the transatlantic slave trade mm-hmm. because because the European could not go into the interior. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they sold my ancestors into into bondage. Okay, and transatlantic journey. So yes, yes, I, I understand 
uh, uh, the, the distinction there. And, and even when they do come here, many times there's a clear distinction in terms of business, work ethic, and also just um, – uh, original original uh, identification between Amer as being in America and Africa. I yeah. understand that there's a chasm there, but that has been manipulated. It has been played upon, and Eurocentric perspectives and individuals such as some of the things that you're spouting out it espouses that attitude, and it shouldn't be like that. All right. I agree. It shouldn't be like that. And I and I and you and I agree on that. But so let's get back to uh, Mr. Obama. What what do you want to say? What do you want to talk about uh, I, I, with him? I, I predict I predict that Obama will be reelected. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that uh, uh, the the GOP is totally written off the African American vote. Okay. Uh, the the Hispanic vote. Um, uh, young people. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm uh, if you look at the uh, and, and the wait, wait a minute, change, let me ask you this: Why do you think that's the case? Number one, because uh, there's there's there there are systematic efforts to to make this country, America, basically two groups of people: rich and poor. Period. No middle class, which is which is what it is in most third world countries. The people that are in the middle are trying to survive. And you got people and I'll I have no problem naming names like the Koch brothers who's trying to buy democracy, mm-hmm. who are literally trying to buy legislation and so forth at the expense of government supposed to be for the people, of the people and by the people. Come on now. Well let me ask you this Rich, and, and you have and you have Here's... an upheaval where mm-hmm. you have now the ninety nine yeah. And I know it's not malefic, the 99% versus are, are with the 1%, but the 1% is a reality. Okay. And the 99 cents says enough is enough. What? And then what is uh, enough is enough of what? What do you mean? There, people are, listen, say, Dr. Jones, if you wanted to become a politician, and in the sense you are, but you definitely, <laughs> yes, you That's are. That's a backhanded <laughs> compliment. Well, I'm just, I'm just being real. Okay. We're being real, we're being honest. Right. Um, uh, the uh, the uh, for you to to launch a campaign, you almost have to have multiple millions, multiple. Well, but that money comes from whom? The people, right? They decide they want to back no, you, and they give not, you not, they not, put money into your no. your your coffers. And uh, I mean, Barack Obama uh, says that he wants. Wait a minute now. Barack Obama said that his goal is to raise a billion dollars for his election campaign. He can't get that nickel and dime in black folks and Spaniards. Well, right. Well, Where did I get that billion from? Well, he's he's not just the president of black people. I know he's that. The president but he, of America. But when you talking of, of about America. the Koch, when you talking about the Koch brothers and 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 super PACs and all that, right? They're financing right. trying to buy democracy. And what is what is Obama's backers uh, trying to do? So what? Well, what Obama's so backers? he's standing up. He's standing up for the middle class. Wait a minute now. Which what I'm, is his backers trying to do? He's got to get a. He says that his goal is to uh, is to uh, stack his coffers with a billion dollars. That was it. Those are his exact words. So well, is he going to? We can misconstrue his words, but elections cost. He's it he's cost. trying. So then he's what, trying to buy yeah, democracy but, but, then, but, right? But 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 let's let's switch it over to this here. It's costing us two billion dollars a day 
just to be in Afghanistan fighting a war that he didn't start. He ended a war that the GOP did start. Wait, you're you're going million dollars a day all over the place now. Wait a minute now. Well, well, but what I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you, with the GOP mentality, money's not an object. Well, they spend money wow, and yet they want to try to penalize a man who's trying to uh, make a difference in society and give people an opportunity to stand up for their rights. Apparently, apparently it's not an object for Barack Obama either. He's he's out. He's well, no, it's not. Wait a minute now. We have to be fair here. He has already, Barack Obama has already has twice as much money in his war chest, re-election war chest, than Mitt Romney does. So He's what an he, incumbent. So what you, He's but, an incumbent. Oh, he wants He's an to, incumbent. He wants to raise a billion dollars. Yeah, but we're spending $2 well, billion dollars a day. Who's trying to buy democracy? Barack Obama or Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney. Why? Not Mitt no, wait. Let me let me let me let me back this up. Please do. I said the Koch brothers. Who are they? Are they about okay, so they're by democracy. So not He's Mitt tied Romney. in with it. So not Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney Mitt, and Mitt Romney is a member is a member of of, of also about, a prominent a what prominent. About, go ahead. Uh, is a member also of a prominent. Uh, I can't say evangelical. Let's say religious group that is very wealthy. Mormon? He's a bishop. He's a bishop, a practicing bishop in that religion. In the Mormon religion? And by, and yes. And so what? He's a bishop. He has a sense of spirituality, which I give that to him. But the point what I'm saying is the, the resources are there. But yet at the same time, he is not the golden candidate for sure he's the nominee. He appears to be the nominee, but it's not. I mean, people they well, just really don't have a candidate. All right, so they don't you, have a candidate. Wait a minute now. You spoke to the the Koch brothers uh wanting to yes, buy sure did. democracy. And twenty twenty yes. radio network, who has a great show by the way, I urge you to check him out right after my show. Um and, and I'm sure he'd love to have you call in. Um he just reminded me that George Soros uh, yeah. a billionaire ten times over is back no, he's, has been he back. Have more money than the Koch brothers. The Koch brothers, their brothers run a fifty fifty billion together. We don't want to get into uh, a thing about who's who's got the bigger dick, do we? If you, if you well, got big dicks, that's good enough. Let me tell you something. Uh, he has just put it out there. G Ski 2020 Radio just put it out there that George Soros reminded us that George Soros has backed Barack Hussein Obama and, and every other liberal organization he can think of in order to, to sway the election in Barack Obama's favor. A billionaire five at least five times over. Now he may not have as much money as the brother. Twenty billion, twenty billion, yeah. Have as much money, but at least he's he has stated outright, my man, that he has he wants to influence and buy democracy. And he's on. He's in Barack Obama's corner now. He may not have as much money as the others, as you as you, as you are alluding to, but he has stated out for the record that that is his goal, and he supports Barack Hussein Obama and continues to do so. Speak to. I'm him. not. I'm not against rich folk. I'm against folk who use their riches, who are possessed by their possessions, to buy democracy. Who, like, who are obstructionists. Who like are obstructionists who hinder who hinder democracy in action. 
where you can't get anything done because they're 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 just obstructionists. Like George Soros. And they and they listen and they listen to the lobbyists. They listen to the lobbyists for their particular cause, and they're scared to stand up and help the common man. Like George, I'm against that. Like George, like who? George Soros, who is backing Obama. George Soros. George Soros happens to be a rich man. Yeah, he was one of them. 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 There's multiple billionaires that are that that are in our country. That are backing, Come on now. That are backing. That are backing the candidate of their choice. Right. Exactly. Which is uh, the American way. No, it's not the American way. Oh, come on. No, it's not. It's oh, not. It's not the American way. You know that. You know I, that. I, you know, I can't understand, Dr. Jones, how you got caught up into that. Now, you, you, you told me you still are a military man. Yes. What is your commitment? My commitment is to the United you're States. Tearing, you're doing more destruction as an, well, I don't want to say X because you're still a military man. But you're doing more destruction on the sidelines and not on the front lines than, than what you were when you were in active duty. How am I doing that? You're doing that because you're spitting out hate. You're spitting out division. You're spitting out half truths. Oh, come on. Everything yes, I say you is are. truth. No, 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 no. And I, and, I, and I tell you this here. Come on. I'm going to tell you this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to put some heat on your program. All you right. said you got a hundred, a hundred thousand listeners. Um, well, that's going to increase. That's going to increase, my brother, because there's Hold no on. way in the world, there's no way in the world that individuals should say random things like that, like you random. do, and think they can just get away with it. Random? Yeah, random. It's You're not, not too far from Rush Limbaugh. I love you Rush Limbaugh. I, I know you love him. You don't have to say you don't. You do. I know you do. You don't. You just don't have his sponsorship. But you know what? Why don't? Why don't? When he said something randomly out of his mouth uh, towards Sandra Fluke, and then when his sponsors start cutting off, he started apologizing then. But it wasn't for the sake of some sincerity. It was because of his million dollar sponsors saying that's enough is enough. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing. I, 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 you know, um, I, I, I make sure that when I start speaking, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I, oftentimes I will sprinkle in my opinion, but most of the citing facts, they're actual facts. So I'm not. There's not just random. There's nothing random about this show. Yeah, but see, what you don't know how to do is to eat the grapes and spit out the seeds. I can do that. That's why, regardless. Regardless of how you talk, the random mm-hmm. things you say, I still respect you as Dr. Jones. You earned it. You earned it. You earned it. And I don't even really know you other than the fact of, of, of you know, uh, this is my first time listening. And I sincerely tried my best. I sincerely, Dr. Jones, tried my best to listen and to get into it. But then when you start snapping, I said, Oh, sometimes I'll say things just for, just for humor's sake. I mean, Come like when on. I talk about Michelle, I mean, I didn't you really... Know, you know the power of... Yeah, you know what I don't have to tell you. You know the power of the mic. I do. But yeah. I, you know, a lot of people who've, who've listened to this show over the last year and a half know when I'm goofing off and when I'm when I'm, when I'm I'm speaking facts. And, and I give the hint that, you know, what's what. Everybody knows that. When I start, you know, most of the time, I think you've listened to this show, what, just this one time? Most of the time, I'm talking about 
the issues of the day. And I put it in I put the issues of the day in a historical context like I did earlier when I spoke about the presidents, the other presidents. Most of the show is dealing with that. Every once in a while I'll try to shake things up by saying something wild and crazy. It's what Rush Limbaugh does, demonstrating absurdity by being absurd. That's all that really is. But for the most part So you're saying you're an entertainer too. You're saying you're you're an entertainer. In a way, I try to you know keep people interested in the show. But hey, here's what I'd like for you to do. We've got two minutes and 18 seconds left. I'm going to close out the show, and then I'm going to head over to 2020 Radio Network's show. He's going to have a very, very interesting show. Will you come over to his show and, and, and check and hang and call in? I'll call in, and I'll, and I'll get some people to listen in as well. Because I'm objective. I'm objective. Well, well, I do appreciate that, and I do so appreciate your call. Thank you so much for calling in. You actually made the show. You know, I was I was rambling, and I appreciate you calling in. You made the show, and you did a great job, and I appreciate it. That's why I would like for you to head over to 2020 show. Well, as soon as I close out this show, I'll be right over there, and then you know we'll we'll get into it over there as well. I look forward Sounds to good. it. All right, man. Sounds Thanks good. a lot. I appreciate your call. Okay. All right, bye bye. All right, that was fun. That was really cool. I'm glad he called in. Um, the show's just about over, folks. I want to thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out. Out. Hey, it was a great show. Let's head over to 2020 Radio Network, G-Ski Rock Show, right here, right now. Try not to get worried. Try not to turn on to problems that upset you. You know everything's alright, yes, everything's fine And we want you to sleep well tonight Let the world turn without you tonight If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us